The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Thursday, March 4th edition, uh, the day before the All-Star break, the last slate of the first half of the regular season of the NBA schedule. Uh, It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to be running this one solo. I'm your host, Santino Cocone. I'll be running this one by myself for the last game of the the regular first half of the regular season. we can do. We'll do this one pretty quickly, I believe. Just just me running it. We have a nine game slate here, so a pretty big slate to to end things uh, before we have roughly a week hiatus. It's going to be a nice nice refresher here. If you're if you're winning, you're going to going to put that on pause. If you're losing a couple there, uh, good to reset and get everything back to normal. Um, get ready for the second half of the season because we do have a doozy for that second half. The schedules came out a, a week or so ago. And a ton of back-to-backs and whatnot. Um, so we'll be having even more late-breaking news and crazy, crazy breaking news that we've had in this first half. And I am excited to see that. Uh, but before we get into things, I do want to give a quick shout-out to our guys over at MyBookie. Uh, simply the best sports book out there. Uh, <clears throat> and one of the sports books that you can get uh, pretty much... Uh, a great line on the All-Star game that's coming up soon, and you can bet on the dunk contest, the three-point contest, all that good stuff. Uh, but it's as easy as – it's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched up halfway to 1000 bucks, or matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Uh, again, bet with the best, bet with my bookie, and it is as simple as signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and you're good to go. Uh, and on this first game of the docket, we do have a uh, a nice one here. It is the Toronto Raptors at the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Raptors are on the back end of a back-to-back. We saw them play the Pistons tonight, and they got swaddled. Uh, really beat up. They're just the team's beat up. So we'll see what they come out with in the next one. But this over/under, we have a spread for this. It's two seventeen. And the Celtics are eight-point home favorites. On the injury report, we don't have anything for the Raptors as they are on the second night of a back-to-back. But we do know that the big guns and Siakam, OG, and Van Vliet are all going to be out for this one at the very least. Um, and Makai Flynn, backup point guard, he's also going to be out. On the Celtics, we just have Romeo Lankford and Marcus Smart as out for this one. Um, we'll jump into the Raptors side. They are the away team on this one. With so many people out, we saw Norm Powell have a monster game. Uh, he dropped 30-plus points in this this past uh, last game, I believe, 36. Uh, just a He went off. He shot 14 of 20 from the field, made all his free throws, made a bunch of threes. Uh, he's at 7K in this one. And with all these people out, he's going to get a ton of shots again. And he's been super efficient throughout his career the last couple of years, nearly 500% uh, from the field, about 490 from the field in in the last three years. Um, 
I think we can go back to him. I know it's a crazy price tag. It's We have so many games, but I don't mind looking back to him again if you want, uh, whether it's GPP to be pivot from the field or cash um, just to get that safe 35 or so. Uh, he seems safe to me. It's a tougher matchup, but uh, this guy's going to get funneled shots, and he hits him at a, a very high clip for a shooter. Uh, outside of him, another guy I'm looking at had a big letdown game, uh, but Terrence Davis. He still took 11 shots, tied uh, three-way tie for the second most on the team. It was a blowout, so he only played 20 or so minutes, but um, not a bad price tag for a guy. 3700 for him. I think we can go back to the well on that one. I like him a little bit more than Guantanamo Bay and, and Bambri, who are uh, near price tags. Guantanamo is only 3200 so if you're digging deep in the bargain bin, don't mind going there. Um, and and Chris Boucher at 66 against this Boston front court, they're going to need him a little bit more. Uh, Baines had a pretty decent game the last one out, uh, but this is a good matchup for him, and I think he can uh, exceed value here. So I like people going against this Boston front court. And uh, at 6600, I don't think it's a bad price tag, especially with all these guys out. On the other side of the ball, we have the Celtics. I don't know how competitive this game can be after watching. The Pistons lay a beat down on the on the Raptors uh, while I'm doing this podcast about 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'll say tonight they they laid a beat down on them tonight. Um, yeah, so I don't know how comfortable I feel having a lot of Celtics. Uh, the score might get out of hand. We already have an eight point spread, um, but if you think it stays somewhat competitive, I, or or if it gets to be a blow, I think Jason Tatum is a big reason why at 9200. Don't mind going there. Uh, he's probably the safest guy of those top three that I'd like to, even though you're spending up a little bit more than a, a thousand extra for um, compared to Brown and two thousand compared to Kemba. Uh, he's just always had a he, he's been very good uh, throughout his career against the Raptors. I think that continues. I just hope the game can stay close enough for him to play uh, thirty five plus minutes here. Outside of him, Rob Williams. He had a really big, good game last game. Uh, he's going to get a similar weakish front court here. He, Aaron Baines is hasn't been great this year, and Chris Boucher is too small. Uh, so, especially if this game gets out of hand, we can expect more minutes for Rob Williams, and he's been awesome as a per minute guy. Anytime he's going to get over twenty minutes, you look at that forty six hundred dollar price tag, and you think he's going to beat that. So, uh, I think this is a game where he can get over twenty minutes. And I think he could beat that price tag. Uh, so I like the matchup. I like the game script for him. And I think he's a good play here at 4 6. Now, uh, moving on to the second game, we have the Los Angeles Clippers at the Washington uh, Wizards. And as always, we're going to have to keep an eye on the news on this one. Uh, but before we get into that, we have no spread for this game no over under so uh we don't have that to go on but for the injury report on the clippers side we have marcus morris is doubtful patrick patterson is out and the big one Kawhi leonard is questionable with those back spasms uh he was a late scratch in the last one uh really unfortunate he was a guy i was very high on in that matchup and they scratched him after that game locked so if you had him in your lineups it was not a fun one, and I know it really was not a fun one. Um, but those back spasms, he's questionable on this game. Uh, the saving grace for that, this news is that this game does kick uh, tip off at 7. So hopefully, I say it again, hopefully 
they give us some clarity on whether he's going to play before the game tips off this time. Uh, but on the Washington Wizards side, we have Thomas Bryant, Ish Smith, both out for longer term injuries. Uh, but starting on the Clippers side, I guess it all depends on Kawhi Leonard. Uh, this is a fantastic matchup. Anytime you're going against the Wizards, you're ready to go. Uh, but if Kawhi doesn't play, Paul George at 8 6. We saw what happened in the last game. He took 22 shots or 26 shots. He didn't finish the game great, uh, but he still dropped 32 points, five boards, four assists. I think at 8,600, he's a very safe play to hit value here, uh, especially against this Wizards team, especially against his old teammate. Uh, so if Kawhi doesn't play, I think people are going to get a lot of exposure to Paul George, and don't blame you for that one. Outside of him, I think we can look in the front court at Serge Ibaka uh, and Ivaka Zubats, 4-8, 4-3. Wizards aren't great in the front court, uh, and both of these guys have different set of skills that can take advantage of any of these options in Robert Lopez, Mo Wagner, or uh, Alex Lynn. Any any op- or guy that gets thrown at them, they can beat this value here. So I don't mind looking at each, uh, depending on how much money you have available. Ibaka has the higher upside, but he costs 500 more. Uh, if you're going super cheap, 4-3 for Zubats, very good value there. I think Nick Batum's another guy in a solid matchup. Uh, Marcus Morris is doubtful. Kawhi Leonard is questionable. Uh, I expect Morris not to play. Kawhi Leonard's still a toss-up, uh, but at 4-2, he's quietly regaining his form a little bit after he came back from that concussion uh, about a week or so ago, two weeks ago. Has been great, but he's starting to regain that form, uh, and he'll be one. He'll be needed to score a little bit more points in this one uh, without those guys. Um, but I think Patrick Beverly is another guy that I'd be looking at. Never really look at this guy, but at 4-1, Anytime he goes up against Lillard or Westbrook, it's just like his, his two arch rivals. Um, he just gets a little extra for these guys. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't really like them. And at 4-1, I think he could uh, beat this beat this uh, price tag uh, kind of with ease. And going against the Wizards, it's not. It's just a big pace-up match. And at 4-1, I don't mind paying for him. He's very volatile of a guy. He, he just doesn't do much on the offensive end, he, but he does have those occasional outbursts, and uh, this is the perfect opportunity for him to have those outbursts. Uh, but that's specifically if Kawhi Leonard doesn't play, then I wouldn't. I like looking at him. But if Kawhi Leonard does play, it's less likely. It still could. It's still a possibility that he beats this going against Westbrook, uh, but it's less likely with all the shots going to uh, those big two there. On the other side of the ball. Same story, different day. Uh, you play Westbrook or Beal, and I just don't I, I don't want to take a shot at the rest of these guys. Assuming that they all play, it's just a, a mishmash of who's who and, and what's what on every, any given night. Uh, we know Westbrook and Beal are going to eat, eat, eat usage. They're going to take the shots. They're going to handle the ball. They're going to create offense, uh, score the points, do whatever it is on the offensive end that they do, and everybody else eats the leftovers. Uh, not even not even when they're done. They they eat. Westbrook and Beal eat. They go back for seconds. They go back for thirds, and then everybody else has the scraps that are left over. I'm just not, especially against a solid defense in the Clippers. I'm just not really into anybody else. Um, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to Westbrook and Beal themselves, being at nine nine and ten four, uh, with so many other options on the slate. 
But if you're going to play someone in the wizard side and you, you to run it back and you think it's going to be a close game, then it's those two guys. Like you, ha- you have to pay up if you want exposure to this wizard team. <clears throat> and now uh, going to this third game. This one starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Pistons and the Knicks. The Pistons are on the back end of a back-to-back for this one. Um, and we do have a spread for this one. Uh, no, we do not have a spread for this one. My bad. Uh, on the Pistons, we don't have an official injury report since they are on the back end of a back-to-back. But we do know Killian Hayes, Okafor, Griffin, Wright, they're all not playing. Uh, but we do have to keep an eye on Josh Jackson. He missed the Wednesday's game. Uh, due to an illness, so he's probably questionable entering this game. Uh, and Jeremy Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant, he was quite, he, he missed the game on Wednesday as well with a quad issue. He's probably closer not to playing than I would say uh, Josh Jackson. They didn't say Josh Jackson's illness was COVID-related, so maybe it's just a stomach ache or stomach bug, something like that. Uh, but Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant is a guy that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, he changes the entire dynamic of this team. We saw on Wednesday that Dennis Smith Jr., Svee, Bay, Ellington, also Ellington, back end of a back-to-back, might sit, uh, and Plumley. They all started in this one, but Grant will take his job back, and I, I probably will push Svee to the bench there, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. those guys. And for the injury report on the Knicks, we have Taj Gibson as doubtful, Alfred Payton as doubtful, Derek Rose is questionable. Mitch Robb as out. <clears throat> uh, so another team to keep a very keen eye on. Uh, but we'll start with the Pistons and the Pistons side of the ball. And again, and, and if Grant plays, I I tend to not like people and not like teams going against the Knicks. Uh, if Grant plays and Jackson plays, or or one of the two, or even if both makes it worse, uh, if one plays, Everybody gets a little bit of a hit because the usage uh, gap closes. Uh, if both play, then a lot of the usage that the guys saw in the, in the previous game on uh, Wednesday, that gap closes again. Uh, but say that they both miss, I think we can go to a guy that I haven't played too much of, but he's just coming off a triple-double and Dennis Smith Jr., a revenge game. And he just, ever since he got traded to the Knicks, it just was not a good match for him. Uh, his career kind of spiraled down and this is a chance to show them and everybody else that they made a bad choice when they didn't play him. So at four, eight, that's a very solid price tag to get some exposure to this. Uh, he played a, he had a triple double on Wednesday and he played only 27 minutes. I uh, took only nine shots, but he had 12 boards, 11 assists, 10 points, three steals, couple threes. And he's been very good on the, on the defensive um, categories here. He's averaging, over two steals a game since he's gotten this starting job. Uh, he's hitting a lot of threes, taking a decent amount of shots, but he's putting in those rebounds, assists, uh, some defensive numbers as well, and a quality amount of points. And at 4-8 against his former team that he didn't play great against or play great with, I, I really like that one there. Another guy that I would look at here, depending on <clears throat> the injury report, um, Svi, he's nearly minimum value. Uh, only 3,100. He just dropped 17 points against the Raptors. Obviously not the same defense. Uh, the Raptors are missing so many people. The Knicks are one of the best defenses in the league. But at 3,100 for a guy who just played 37 minutes, if he's gonna, if they're going to miss Grant and they're going to miss Jackson again, and he's going to play 31 minutes, there's not 
many people that you can say for near minimum value uh, are going to play minutes in the 30s. So that's always something to fall back on for him. And another guy that I would look at is Isaiah Stewart. If Grant and Jackson are out, I don't think they're going to blow out the Knicks like they blew out the B-team Raptors. Uh, So if there's a lot of garbage time in this game, Isaiah Stewart will get extra minutes. And it is the back end of a back-to-back. I know they're going right into the break. But Plumlee did miss a couple games earlier in this uh, season for rest purposes. So maybe Isaiah Stewart even draws a start here. And at 3400 against Nerland's Noel, pretty solid price tag. Another guy that's near minimum value that you can look at. Uh, On the Knicks side of the ball, not too much exposure for me, uh, but we're going to have to keep an eye on Derrick Rose especially. I don't think Alfred Payton or Taj Gibson are going to play in this one, but Derrick Rose's availability is something definitely to monitor. Uh, We saw Emmanuel quickly not start again. I think Tibbs just wants to keep him in that role off the bench, whatever that role is on a given night, but he is their primary scorer off the bench and at 5,300, if there's no Rose, can look at him. Uh, against Detroit, very, very good matchup here. Uh, we can look at him to bring back value here. Uh, the guy is a microwave oven. He gets hot in an instant, and he is not afraid to shoot. He took 21 shots in 29 minutes against the, the Spurs, and not all of that was in garbage time. Uh, he When he first came, he had eight shots in the first eight minutes. He's just chucking out there and... I can see that continuing in this game uh, if Rose sits. If Rose plays, that muddies the waters on all three of those guys. Uh, Rose at nearly 6K at 5'9", not really high on him. Uh, Frank the Tank, Nidal Aquino, is going to play some minutes at both guard positions. Uh, so that muddies the waters a little bit on Quickly and the rest of the guard rotation. Uh, but Quickly would be the one guy I'm, I'm looking at here. Uh, Randall, if there is no Grant, Looks a little bit better to me, but at 9-6, I think we have some better options. Uh, but if there is Grant, I think that's a, a tougher price to pay for him. Uh, but I think he makes for a solid GPP play, uh, pivot from some of these other guys, if there's no Grant in a really good matchup, assuming that the Pistons can keep this game competitive for the most part, uh, that Randall can see his standard 40 minutes. Uh, those are probably the, the only guys I'm looking at. I guess if you want to throw another uh, deep dive Bargain bin guy here, Reggie Bullock, playing against his former team at 3,300. He's been seeing a lot of minutes still. Uh, been playing in the 20s, so uh, you can take some chances there, and it won't hurt uh, if he gets hot against his former team, who tend to give up some good amount of three-pointers here. The next game on the docket is the first game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Denver Nuggets at the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers are on the back end of a back-to-back. So we do not have a full injury report for them. Uh, But that said, the Pacers did have DeMontis Sabonis coming into this game as questionable Um, on Wednesday night. He did play a whopping uh, 38 minutes. So he came in questionable, played 38 minutes on the front end of a back-to-back. Still going to be something that we need to monitor on the back end of a back-to-back. I wonder how questionable he really was if he played almost an entire game, over three quarters worth of basketball here. But we'll see. Maybe they planned on wrestling him that game before the All-Star break, Uh, but that's just speculation on my part. And on the Nuggets side, we have a lot of injuries. Uh, Kim Paza, J. Michael Green, R.J. Hampton, Harris, 
Paul Millsap, all of these guys are out for this one. So we have a slim rotation. Um, and on the spread, we have a 225.5 over under, and the Nuggets are 2.5 point road favorites. Uh, we'll start with the Nuggets since they are on the road. And I think we can, I mean, we have to look at Jokic. As, as high of a price tag as he is, he's been a monster these last two games. Uh, and this is not a matchup that has to scare us too much. He scored 39, 37 points, actual points in the last two games, and over on um, 74-plus DK points the last two games. Uh, with all these injuries and all these playmakers and everybody out, uh, even with all the people that they have out already, and you add Camposa, who's been taking a lot of ball uh, handling when he was in there, that's that's a lot of people that are missing on this team. Jokic, Murray, uh, even Porter, these guys are taking on expanded roles here, and you can see it. And I don't mind paying uh, nearly 11 k for Jokic. Last game before the All-Star break, paces are on the back end of that back-to-back. Uh, if I'm going to spend up, Jokic is going to be one of those – my favorite uh, Super Saiyan type of type of bet there over that 10K mark. <clears throat> Outside of Jokic, I am not the highest on uh, a Murray Porter Jr. I will like Porter Jr. a little bit more if Sabonis does sit. But Sabonis is big body. I don't know how much I <clears throat> want Porter Jr. in there. Not that he can't uh, get a shot up off of Sabonis and, and makes for a great mismatch on the perimeter uh, when Sabonis is guarding him, but I just expect a bunch of fouls. I expect Porter Jr. to have a short leash, even though they don't have many backups. Uh, but Sabonis can put him in foul trouble fairly easily with the huge size advantage on him, and he's just a really good offensive player. Um, but I'm looking at Jokic and uh, P.J. Dozier. I don't mind going back to the well for the third time on this guy. Uh, he hit value in the last game, 24 points. He scored 19 actual points, took 17 shots. Uh, I know a, a good amount of those were in, in garbage time, but he did have 11 shot attempts before the game got out of hand. Uh, when it was still within 14 points, he was still uh, – he took, I believe, nine shot or eight shots at half and then three early shots uh, in the mid-third quarter. And then he played a bunch of garbage time in that fourth. But uh, – I think at 3,400, he's another guy that you can look at. He's been playing decent amount of minutes. And this is the last one before the break, and we still have all of those injuries. So they'll need to look to him here a little bit as well. On the other side of the ball, we have um, big question mark in Sabonis. As I mentioned, he was questionable to come in the last one, and then he played 38 minutes. And it's just, what does that mean? I, I don't know. But we have the back end of a back-to-back. Jeremy Lamb has missed a few games. Does he play in this one? Uh, Brogdon's been coming up, banged or coming in banged up the last uh, week or so. Does he play in this one? All of these factors are going to be big, and that's why we'd love to say uh, join us on the Discord. So whenever we get all this news that hey, this guy just uh, like <laughs> I really like Sabonis, but he's not playing now. So where do we go? Uh, and then we can let you know where we go and, and what you like there. But a lot of moving parts on this this uh, team even Doug McDermott he came into this game uh, Wednesday's game questionable as well he wound up playing 24 minutes but that's a lot of that's a lot of shots a lot of minutes that a lot that's a lot of usage to go around uh, if any of these guys were to miss if they're all playing and they're all playing their standard roles uh, Sabonis at 9-8 I prefer him over Julius Randle 
in this matchup. I just don't think that uh, Michael Porter Jr. poses any type of threat to him offensively or defensively, and I think you can get, get him into foul trouble fairly easily and then play backups uh, like Zeke and, and other people there. Um, he's just a matchup nightmare for this team at the current at, in their current state, and if he's ready to play another 38 minutes, really like him to uh, produce a rock-solid value here. I don't know how huge his upside is coming into the game questionable, and uh, he hasn't been playing the greatest lately, but I think he's fairly safe to hit that uh, 45, 50 DK mark if he's going to play another 35 or so minutes in this matchup. He's probably their best option to keep this game really close. And we saw TJ McConnell. I uh, probably won't go to him, but I just wanted to shout out 10 steals. He had nine in the first half on Wednesday against Cleveland. That was absolutely insane. He put up a, I want to say career high, 66 DraftKings points on Wednesday with 16 points, 13 assists, four rebounds, a block, uh, eight of eight shooting, and 10 steals. 10 steals, nine of those in the first half. Uh, prob- I'm not going to go there. Uh, I think other people might see that and say, oh, my God, he put up 66. You can't expect a guy to get back-to-back double-digit steals or even five-steal games. Uh, but I did want to shout him out because that was a massive triple-double, and you never, you don't really see, rarely see triple-doubles like that. I believe Clint Capella did that with blocks earlier in the year, and that was also a marvel, but uh, I did want to shout him out, and he's 6K. I... Um, but yeah, it, depending on who's in, who's out, will determine if I go to like an Aaron Holiday or Edmund Sumner, uh, super cheap. Uh, maybe I do go to McConnell. Maybe Brogdon does miss, Lamb is out, and then McConnell's going to play 40 minutes again. Maybe I would go there. But current state, Sabonis is the one guy I would be looking at uh, on this squad, assuming he's ready to go again. <clears throat> now let's go to this next game. Uh, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at the Memphis Grizzlies, and this game. Uh, this, I believe this game starts at 8 p.m. too. This is the second game that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we have a spread for this one, a whopping 237 over under with the Bucks six-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have Grayson Allen. Uh, for the Grizzlies, we have Grayson Allen, Jaron Jackson, uh, and Jonte Porter all out. And on the Bucks, we just have uh, Jalen Adams and Jordan Wara both out. Uh, None of these teams are on the back end of a back-to-back here, and we can run right into it. Um, For the Bucs, it's a little, for this entire game, it's a little bit difficult for me. Um, Giannis, I don't know what is, how many minutes Drew Holiday is going to play in this, and when he does play, what his role is going to be. Uh, He's a big factor. He's one of their best players, and he's played only 18 minutes the two games that since he's come back. Uh, so that is something that I need to work out. Uh, if he's going to play another 18 minutes and they're going to give him that week off to ramp up and then he's ready to go in the second half, then I'll have a little bit more shares of Giannis or Middleton. If he's going to play 25, 30 minutes, I don't really – I would prefer just to go to Jokic over Giannis, not the similar price tag. Um but I don't hate Giannis in this this matchup. I think just Jokic is rolling right now. And Chris Middleton, um, at 8-4, I think we have other viable options on this slate that you can go up or down with. Uh, and Drew Holiday, I just can't go to him. 
uh, at 7-3. Don't even know if he's going to reach 20 minutes. Just can't go to him. Um, it's it's very rare that I don't want to play too many people on the Bucks or play anybody at the Bucks. Uh, but I'm at the moment, that's where I'm currently leaning until I see some more clarity on the holiday situation. If he's still going to play 18 minutes, then I will have an extra share or two of, of Giannis um, out there because he's going to be distributing the ball more and running the offense uh, a little bit more. But um, at the moment, I'm not going to have too much Bucks exposure uh, with the, also the possibility that they can blow this Grizzlies team out. On the other side of the ball, it's a similar story in that the Bucks um, can get beat on the three-point line, but I don't feel too confident in the shooters on this side. Um, I think Ja is in a pretty solid matchup uh, if Drew Holiday is limited, but now he's nearly 8K, and I don't expect another 35-point outburst uh, against this this team. <clears throat> I don't really want Jay Val on this one. Uh, slow-mo played in the last one, but uh, 64, and he's probably going to be either dealing with Middleton or Giannis for the majority of the game. Not huge on that. Brooks is just Brooks. <laughs> Brandon Clark, mostly Giannis. Um, D'Anthony Melton would be the one guy I would gravitate towards looking to, but now he's nearly 5K, and his minutes... I know he's played. He put up thirty nine and a half points in the last game. Thirty, nearly thirty three the game before that. Twenty five the game before that. Uh, he's still hovering around that twenty four or so minute roll in those three games. Uh, he would be a guy I would look at, but I don't. He wouldn't be someone that is going to make my lineups and lock and load, and I'm going to build around him. Uh, he would be a guy that if I fall over there, or if I'm in that five k range, high four k range. That yeah, I, I I think he makes my my player pool and I and I like him there, but uh, I won't. I'm not falling in love with that that play right there. Um, no one else really that sticks out to me. I think everybody got priced up a little bit, so not too high there. Uh, outside Melton, probably not going to have much exposure to the game in general, uh, which is weird to say for a Bucks team, a Bucks game. <clears throat> On the other, now we have the last game at. Uh, or the next game is at 8.30, the only game at 8.30. And this is the Heat at the Pelicans, another team that we have to, or another game that we have to watch the injury report for. Uh, the Pelicans are on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so they don't have any injury report to throw out at us at the moment, but the Heat do, and they have their two best players, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, both questionable. Uh, we have Avery Bradley, Myers Leonard out and Gabe Vincent is seemingly probable every game. But uh on the heat side since they are on the the away side, we'll we'll go to them first. And another game that is just hard to peg, knowing that the two best players on the Heat are entering this game questionable. Adebayo hasn't missed a game in <clears throat> um about seven weeks, close to two months. I believe mid-January was the last time he missed a game. So I'd assume he plays, but we saw in the last one that he just wasn't fully healthy. He only took eight shots, scored 11 points. He did play 33 minutes, but it was just 33 poor minutes. Didn't really do much, uh, and they lost by 14. They only scored 80 as a team. And then Butler missed the last couple games, uh, so he's truly questionable. 
Uh, if if they play, I think this is a very good game. Uh, it's a huge pace up spot for them. The Pacers have been pushing the ball uh, with some of the fastest pace in the league lately, and that's how they should be playing with all the athletes they have. But I don't know if Butler is playing. Uh, Bam's probably playing, but I don't want to spend eight eight for a guy who's limping into the All Star break right now. Uh, and then we have like Hero, Drogic, Nunn. Uh, Kelly Olenek played a decent game last one. Robinson. I think Robinson is a guy that I, if if everybody plays or no one plays, he could be a guy you look at. Uh, 5K, he doesn't do much outside of that his shooting, but this is a game where he can score uh, big time here um, and get a lot of open shots. And the one game that he played against um, <clears throat> this team, he dropped 32 fantasy points. He shot 7 of 13 from 3. This is one of the games earlier in the season where he had a ton of those open looks and he knocked them down. Uh, He took 14 shots in the one meeting that they had earlier, and 13 of those shots were from deep, and he hit 7 of them. So he he would be a guy that I would look at in this game on this side of the ball as a GPP-type play that is going to have very low ownership. And if he's going to get... Uh, himself open in a matchup that he definitely can get himself open in. You can look at him here. If Jimmy Butler doesn't play, I know none, Drogic, Hero, none of these guys, nobody on this team really did anything in that last game. Uh, they only put up 80 points as a team, but we can look at them again in this matchup. Uh, it's still a very good matchup, and if there's no Butler, or even if there's no Bam, it's a bunch of extra usage up. Uh, if there's no Bam, we can look at cheap throws in the front court, but I believe Bam will play. So that'll, we'll see what happens with that situation. <clears throat> On the other side of the ball, the Pelicans, um, they're all priced very accordingly. We have Zion all the way up to 9300 now. I don't really want to pay 9300 knowing that we have these other options with higher upside here. Uh, Zion's been very sturdy, very sturdy, 48, 49, 54, 49, 46, 51, on his last Samad games, but the upside there is just not worth 93. He doesn't have that 60, 70 point upside that uh, some of these other guys have a little bit higher or around that price tag. Uh, so I don't really want to go there unless you really want a sturdy, rock solid uh, cash play that you know, safe floor, low upside. Uh, that's that's Zion there. If you're if you're content with not going under. 48 points, but not going over 50 something point, 54 points, then that's the ballpark that you want to throw Zion. If you're going for a nice GPP hit of 60 plus, we stay away from Zion. Um, outside of that, I think Ingram, Lonzo, they're all very priced appropriately. Bledsoe, I don't love to go to Bledsoe. Uh, we'll see if Butler plays. Butler is one of their best defenders. They also are missing Avery Bradley, another one of their best defenders. Uh, But don't really have too much interest on this side of the ball with how everybody is priced. Uh, I think we have some solid alternatives out there in a game that, honestly, this game could get out of hand if both Butler and Adebayo don't play also. So don't love the price tags, but um, I'll see what happens with the injury report, see how the heat shake out, and then maybe... I'll change my mind, but as of now, it's another team that I'm not going to have too, too much exposure to, uh, if any. 
Then we have the last three games of the night. Uh, the next one starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder at the San Antonio Spurs. We do not have a spread for this one as well. Uh, and the Thunder are on the back end of a back-to-back. Don't have an injury report for them. But we can take a wild guess and say that Al Horford uh, is probably going to sit this one out. That being the game right before a week off might change the team's mind, but I highly doubt it with their non-playoff aspirations. Uh, So we can imagine that one of Darius uh, Baisley or Isaiah Roby is going to start at center. Baisley starts. That means probably Kenrick Williams jumps in at the power forward position or um, Isaiah Roby starts at center and then everybody stays where they are. Um, And I guess I got a little ahead of myself on that one because on the, um, the Thunder side, I do like Baisley if he starts at center or power forward. I think five, six is not bad. I do prefer more at center, but I think both of these options are pretty good for him. Uh, And we, know that um <clears throat> oh i forgot to throw out the the spurs injury report there we have lamarcus aldridge as questionable rudy gay devin vassal and Derek white all out uh still in the health and safety protocols but i i going back to the thunder i think basley is a guy that i like at five six uh and kenrick williams if he gets this start especially at 3900 there are going to be more minutes available for him now that al horford is likely to sit and he's been pretty solid lately uh Anytime he's getting in that 20, 25 minute range uh, with with even potential for a little bit more, he does do some. He, he does have an all around game where he helps you there. Uh, so I like that. Uh, Theo Maladon at four nine, he has been very hit or miss. This could be a, a decent game for him, but I, I and, and same with Lou Dort. But it's very hard. They're they're more of take your pick and, and guess who. Uh, can you play (laughs) can you guess who it is a literal mystery with those guys and most of this team Uh, if anybody ever played guess who the board game that's a throwback there but yeah Dort Maladon uh, sometimes even Baisley or mostly Baisley uh, Roby all these guys are more guess guess is it going to be me tonight or not Uh, but I think the one guy I trust out of that group is Baisley at 5'6". Shea, we saw him in the last one, put up a big, big game against this this uh, Spurs team almost a week ago uh, on the 24th of February. He put up 61. DraftKings points dropped 42. That's a massive amount. I don't think he can do that, or not that he can't do that again, but I don't expect him to do that, have a repeat performance again uh, against this team. <clears throat> but... At 9K, I think it's a little pricey for me, but I don't hate if you had to go there. On the other side of the ball, uh, the guys that I'm very keen on on the Spurs side are Jakob Pertl at 6'2". He didn't have a great game in that first, that last one against them. That same game on the 24th, he only scored 7 points. Uh, he was 3 of 7 shooting. He had 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Only 26, uh, nearly 27 fantasy points, so he didn't hit value currently. At his current price, but I think this would be a good matchup for him again. And I think uh, that game was one of their first games back, uh, if not their first game back after a 10 day layoff. I think they were all a little bit rusty. Now that they have some pieces back here, and now that he had a couple games 
under his belt since then. I think things change, and at 6'2", with no Horford, uh, Roby's not really a great defender. Baisley's a little bit smaller. Mike Muscala's not good. I think the matchup advantage helps him there. You can get a couple easy easy putbacks, easy lay-ins there, and uh, stop those guys from scoring because he is one of the better defensive centers in the league. Very, very underrated at that aspect, I believe. Uh, about two weeks ago, I haven't looked at it since, but he was he had the biggest differential in plus-minus when he was on the court and off the court in the league. In the entire league, every position, uh, Jakob Pertl was n- number one in that, I believe. Um, haven't checked it in the last two weeks, but he was there two weeks ago. So there's that to hang his hat on. Another guy I'm looking at, and this all depends on if he's going to get his quote-unquote feet wet or just a taste, as Pop said last uh, the other night, Keldon Johnson. played 11 first-half minutes, and I was saying to myself, okay, we all got popped. He's, he, wasn't, he wasn't supposed to play that many minutes. He said it was pretty much an ex- um, a longer practice, and he played 11 minutes in the first half and then didn't play again, uh, probably due to the massive blowout. But at the same time, if he was almost on, if he was on pace for 22 or so, and he was looking to play a, a bigger um, minutes set there, then Keldon Johnson might be able to play 20, 25 minutes in this matchup. And at 5,300, we're getting a very reduced price tag against a team that he can take advantage against. Uh, and I will have some shares of him, but again, that's, I'll have to hear Pop say that he's ready to play uh, even slightly less than his normal load. Uh, but if he's not, then I wouldn't mind going back to Trey Lyles. If Trey Lyles is going to take the lion's share of that power forward position, uh, he played 30 minutes in that last one against New York, put up 33 fantasy points, uh, I believe, in that 25 range. And with value there, if Keldon Johnson is not playing that many minutes again, and if LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't play this game. Uh, but those are two big things that we'll have to wait to hear from Pop. <clears throat> the next game is the first game that starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this is the Kings at the Blazers. This has a whopping 237 uh, total as well, and the Blazers are five-point home favorites. <clears throat> so this this is a game that I'll have quite a bit expo- of exposure to. Uh, De'Aaron Fox at 8,900, like the price tag, like the matchup. Uh, fast, fast-paced matchup, very good against uh, Damian Lillard, and he's slightly under 9K, uh, so he's he's highly priced, but there's no Halliburton, and um, he's been playing pretty solid lately, so I don't mind going here. Harrison Barnes is playing really well too, but at 7-1, I don't know if I can go there. Uh, he has been dropping over 40 DK points the last three games, so there is still some upside here. Um, but I think I might go in, in other directions here. Uh, but we can look at Rashawn Holmes at 6,400 against an easier matchup in uh, against the Blazers with Enos Cantor manning the paint down low. Uh, even Marvin Bagley at 6,7. Don't hate it, but don't love it. Buddy Heald's not a bad option, even though he's playing like a bad option. Finally woke up in that last game against Charlotte uh, that he played, and he dropped 46 actual points. Uh, the game at halftime is at halftime currently against the Lakers, and he's shooting 6 of 8. So uh, it looks like he has his shot back for the moment. And while that lasts, he's a guy that can go on his hot stretches. And while that hot stretch is lasting... 
uh, I can go to him at at a fairly reduced sixty three hundred dollar price tag. Uh, again, he shot very well again in that last game that he played uh, against Charlotte on the twenty eighth in thirty nine minutes. Uh, he shot. 10 of 17 and 8 of 15 from the field. And tonight against the Lakers, he's 6 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, has 16 points at the half. So uh, I think we can look at Buddy Hield again on this one if you want cheaper exposure to uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, on the King side in that backcourt. Uh, but, yeah, I think Holmes and Hield have to play a lot, especially without uh, – and, and they all – and I mean, Fox, Hield, all of them, they have to play a lot, extra minutes, take a little bit more ball handling duties without Halliburton there. Uh, even Daquan Jeffries, who's been pretty decent, uh, we can possibly look at him. I don't think he plays too too much in this game, but if you're really digging for that bargain bin and uh, you like and you want to get exposure to this matchup with fast paced matchup, uh, we can take a look at a minimum priced guy who should pick up a couple extra minutes here and there too. Uh, I would say Corey Joseph. I just don't ever want to play Corey Joseph. Even when we know Halliburton's not playing, a lot of the starters are getting ramped up, um, and Luke Walton's cut his rotation down the last few games. Very, it's helped the, this team <clears throat> um, help the starters get pretty good fantasy points, pretty good run, and kind of be able to stay competitive against uh, Charlotte in that last one. On the other side of the ball, Similar story, uh, getting a very good matchup, very good pace, um, as evidenced even by the over-under there. Um, Lillard at 10-7. We already have so many guys in that Super Saiyan tier, but I do prefer him over a Giannis. Uh, for the safety, he's been dropping 50 regularly. The matchup is good. I uh, usually want to target shooting guards against the Kings. And we can also target the point guard, uh, Gary Trent Jr., if you'd like the shooting guard against the Kings, 5700 can give him a look. I think that's a slightly higher price tag than I want to pay for him. Uh, but again, the narrative is if that's what you like. Outside of those guys, I think everybody is at a price tag that I uh, don't want to go to uh, i do like robert covington but i don't really want to pay the nearly 6k for him uh, he had a monster game in the last one after a, quite a few off games and at 6k i think we have some solid value here that we don't have to uh, force the hope that he plays has a good game in this one i think lillard trent and the, the backcourt guys are the guys that i uh, gravitate towards the most to and even anthony simons he hasn't. He's kind of been out of the rotation the last few games. He was hot before that. Uh, this might be a, a time where he gets back into the rotation and he's near minimum value. Uh, so I don't hate going there if you need to, but I also think we have viable options uh, in that cheap range that we mentioned earlier. <clears throat> and then we have uh, the last game of the night, the second game at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Golden State Warriors at the Phoenix Suns. Um, we do have a spread for this one. It is 22 or two twenty-three and a half, and the over under is two and a half points. Uh, we don't have an injury report right now. The Warriors are on the back end of a back-to-back, and also mentioned earlier, uh, the Kings were on the back end of a back-to-back. 
mentioned they were playing, and the Blazers are also on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, so we don't have an injury report for the Warriors. And on the Suns, we don't have anybody out on their NBA roster. Um, for the Warriors, though, Kelly Oubre missed the game on Wednesday for a wrist sprain. So that is something that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. But they do start at 10. So if you don't have the luxury to wait on that, then we're not going to know. But on this side of the ball, it would depend on his availability for who I like on this side. I don't really want to pay it with up for Curry in this matchup when we have these other viable options in much better matchups. I don't want to pay this up for Green. Uh, I don't want to pay up for Wiggins, so on and so forth. But I do like me some Kent Bazemore if Kelly Oubre is going to miss this game again at 3500 that's a fairly good price tag and he started the game on Wednesday against the the Blazers and uh, if he's going to see a certain good amount of minutes again in this one with no Oubre then we can look at him uh, Kevin Looney has been starting also but he hasn't played too many minutes so there's no upside there but uh Kent Bazemore has a fairly fantasy-friendly game, and when he's getting 25 to 33 minutes a game, he can easily hit value at 3,500. On the other side of the ball, we have the Suns, and similar situation. Uh, both of these teams are top six in the in the league in defensive rating. Uh, the Warriors are fourth. The Suns are sixth. Uh, the, the Suns play at the second lowest pace in the league, while the Warriors play at the second fastest pace in the league. So while they're the the pace of this game should be split in the middle. It should be a fairly paced up game. Um, both these teams are playing fantastic defense, and this is generally not a matchup that I just want to have much exposure to. Uh, so if I'm going to look at the Sun side, I will look at uh, Michael Bridges at 5400. I think this is a matchup that he can have some success in, especially if Bridges doesn't play, um, and I think that's a good price tag for him at only 5500 or 5400 actually. Uh, but outside of them or him, I don't really want to have Booker, Paul, in in this type of environment when we have so many alternatives out there uh, at very good price tags. <clears throat> All right, man. Uh, so this is that was it for this nine game uh, Thursday showdown. Right before we head on out to the All Star break, and as I've been doing lately, I will throw out some some plays that I like in the high tier, mid tier, and um, low tier, I'll give a, a play each on, on some of the guys that I like. And a lot of this is news dependent. Um, so I'll, I'll try and stick to non news dependent stuff. And if you're in our discord, you'll figure, you'll find out where, what I like when we hear some of these big breaking news, like, um, is Paul George, my favorite guy. I don't know currently, uh, in, in that eight K range, because we don't know about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and stuff like that. But I'll stick to more of the stuff we know, even though there's a lot of information out there that uh, we'll need to know tomorrow. But uh, some of these plays that we do know, I'll say um, the cheap play, my value play that I really like, uh, Terrence Davis. I'll go back to him at 3,700 with all the middle missing guys on that team. We know that the minutes should be there. He only played 21 in that last one or on Wednesday, but it was just a blowout. That the game stays competitive and he gets 27 to 35 minutes or so. Very good price tag under 4K. Um, I'll, I'll ride that one out again. 
in that mid-tier range. Uh, I'll throw a very GPP-type guy that I like, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., going back to New York under 5K. I think that's a play that I'll very, uh, very have some very good exposure to, uh, especially in lineups where I'll have Jokic in there and pay up on, on the front court side. I just think this is a chance for him to uh, get back at the franchise where his career went in a downward spiral type of uh, narrative there. <clears throat> um, I also like Pirtle. And then in, in the big big tier, there are so many guys to choose from uh, in that are expensive. I'll stay away from the Super Saiyan tier just because they are the Super Saiyan tier. But um, I guess I'm going to go against what I said. And I like Paul George at 8,600. Uh, and that's especially with if Kawhi Leonard doesn't play. So I just said I wasn't going to do this, but I think I <laughs> changed my mind. It changed my mind mid mid talk. But if Kawhi Leonard doesn't play, I like Paul George against the Wizards. The Wizards are just giving up points in bunches. Even if Kawhi Leonard does play, I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent at a hundred percent, and I don't know if he'll be limited or not. So uh, I think Paul George we can expect 20-plus shots in a very good game environment against a defense that doesn't play much defense. Uh, and while I don't think he has the highest upside on the slate, you do get a big discount compared to everybody else. And then we can also still throw in one. Uh, you can pair him with a Jokic. You can pair him with a Sabonis. Uh, people in that 10K range, that high 9K range. Uh, you can pair him and Fox and still have money left over for another guy in that 7K range. So uh, he's a guy that I'll have a lot of exposure to just because he's a bit superstar at a big discount. <clears throat> and uh, that's it for the last game of the first half of the regular season, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us, and hopefully we can go into this all-star break with some in the green with some cash and ready to explode coming out of it. Uh, thank you as always. Uh, if you are listening on wherever you're listening, give us a rate, give us a review, tell us what you like, what you don't like. I have been seeing people asking, um, people have been asked asking me and I saw on a couple comments that you're liking the player tiers and, and our, some of our favorite plays. So I'll keep doing that uh, and everything else. And if you want, you can give us a follow on all of our hoop ball platforms uh, you can give me a follow at Santino Cocone, and we will catch you again when we come back on Wednesday, next Wednesday, when the regular season uh, tips back off. Good luck, and hopefully we have a fun all-star game, a fun uh, skills challenge, slam dunk challenge. I'm still waiting for that fourth participant in the slam dunk challenge. They're, it's not like they're going after massive name value, so I would expect someone else to join. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but it seems very weird. I don't want to have a three-player slam dunk. Uh, and then the three-point uh, challenge, that's going to be that's always fun. So let's have fun watching all that, and we will catch you again in roughly a week. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.